Previously on Coruscant Nights. The door whooshes open into a another dark space. And in the center, also lit with red lights, but from below, there seems to be a little like pedestal. And looking around, it looks like there are a couple other pedestals in this space. Betty breaks in. She she's gone to one of the other pedestals and and is looking at in her hands she's got a book like an actual physical paper book she picked it up from one of the pedestals she she did she picked it up betty that's where i know shell luara from uh afka's research shell luara was a sith world pair of worlds really this is where they're coming we need to get out of here can we take the book with us we should take all this stuff. All right, so I just scoop everything and I take a bag out of my backpack. That's one of the things I had in there, an extra bag. Yep. It's like a reusable grocery bag, except yeah, it's Yeah, you take it to the Gungan stuff. Farmer Market. Yeah, I do, yeah. because mm-hmm. I'm responsible. And you do the door open. You go to hide behind these Magna Guards and you hear the door open and you hear the the footsteps of these troopers and you see the little red beams of their laser sights and the little green lights in their helmets and you hear their scrambled voices talking the quick brown skazborg jumps over the lazy vrilt you whisper this code phrase that you you made up and the clone trooper is looking up and down at this droid his black helmet with the little green lights in it checking it out and as he looks up at the face the red eyes blink on and he takes a step back and you hear the have this droid's electro staff the door slowly slides closed and the last thing you see is the spinning purple electricity of these electro staffs and the um, red fire of the clone troopers blaster bolts i make a deep flourishing bow Revel in your achievements. They might not last that long. You bow towards Betty, and as you come up from your bow, I'm gonna flip a dark side point, because behind Betty are three people in dark cloaks. In my moment of triumph, you do this to me? Yeah, I flipped the dark side point. Well, I've still got more. You do. <laughs> I have let me add them to the initiative order. Okay. You or Betty. Uh what am I rolling? What are you doing? You see these three people in black cloaks. Okay, well I've seen black cloaks before and I'm gonna generalize and say that all people wearing black cloaks are the same and they're all dims. You see that these are a little different than your average dim because in their hands are blaster pistols. What? I bet they're not even set to stun. They're about 30 feet away from you, down this hall. But they definitely see us? They definitely see you. Alright, I whip my blaster up first, Mm -hmm. hopefully. And we lay down a suppressing fire. Of stun? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's against two purples, and your ranged light. Ranged light! Two yellows and a green, a poiple. What? So successful. 
I said two purples. Give me Oops. another purple in there. Alright, I get to keep my results up. Sure. Oh, wait. Hey! Still pretty good. Yeah, that's amazingly the same result. How did you do that? I... that's because I blew on my laptop screen. Finally, coming up carp. Um, which blaster? Uh, which one's more powerful? Snoob. Snoobs. And it was Snoobs. Okay. The heavy stun pistol. Wow. Ooh. You took one of them out. Yeah, boy! <laughs> Tell me what happened. Okay. It was beautiful. I, in a classic heights and depths pose, I sort of lunge forward at the same time that I, like, shove my blaster pistol forward, and it knocks the one on the right, my right, his left, square in the chest and knocks him, like, three feet back, and he just, like, lulls and... The hood of his cloak kind of falls back a little bit because he didn't tape it to his head. And that's what cloaks do is the hoods fold down. What species was this person? Human. Okay. It's very unoriginal, but so are the dims. All three of these people are human. They would be. It's so human. And he falls to the floor. Bonelessly. And Betty looks at you with wide eyes. Who are these people? Betty, shoot them! Ask questions later, just stun them. Don't ask me. I'm not going to answer that now. Shoot them. But it's the Dim's turn. Oh. They shoot a volley of actual hurting blaster bolts <laughs> hurting towards the blasters. two of you. Not not knockout blue rings. Bright red bolts streak through the hallway and pepper the door behind you. Missing. Completely. But They must be clone troopers. But... You do have to dodge a little bit, and you're going to get a setback on your next check, because you have to, like, move out of the way. It's Betty's turn. Uh, Betty looks at you, and then she raises her blaster pistol at these two guys, and she saw what you did, so she flips hers to stun as well. <laughs> I'm glad I'm such a trendsetter. I only wish that the dims would follow the trend as well. She does not hit the dims, but they duck into a side room and she says come on let's get out of here and she starts running towards uh the lift down all right um keeping training keeping my blaster pointed in their direction we sprint into the lift and rocket straight down to a level that big open space that you were in before no i mean we haven't actually found anything out yet you got a bunch of stuff and that's about it all right, well, Snoober loves stuff. So my first thought is that maybe Snoober would be an expert on stuff because he deals with stuff so often in his line of work, but- Or do you want to keep exploring this ship, even though it seems like there are still some dims out there after you? There are definitely a couple of dims out there after me. And maybe and a I... couple other things, assuming, <laughs> assuming somebody well, gets uh, out of that fight alive. Oh. <laughs> I mean, even if they get out of that fight alive, how well do they train clones to hack? Because it was pretty unhackable door. Never mind. Never mind that never mind. thing I just Wait, rolled. Wait, what did you just roll? I wasn't looking at it. Nothing. Nothing. That was something. It's you nothing. rolled it. What did you roll? It was a thing you rolled. Was that about the dims? Was that a dim roll? Nope. 
It's not a dim roll. So what are you going to do? Was it... I mean, it's kind of going to be hard to explore a ship in peace when there's a bunch of weirdos and cloaks. How long does someone stay out after they're stunned? Like, that guy I stunned so expertly. Like, how long... He's going to be out for at least 20 minutes, probably. Okay, so they can't just take some smelling salts to him and wake him up prematurely? Mm. I mean, they could probably <laughs> slap him a bunch. I bet that would but work. maybe they slap him so much and so hard, they knock him unconscious again. Again, yeah. Cool. All right. Betty. What? Where do we go? What are we, we doing? Uh, we've got some loot, and I, I think that... You know, we've we've got a lot to go on here. Maybe this this could just be plunder, or it can mean nothing, or someone likes to read. I don't know, but I, I really feel like we gotta check out one of these rooms before we go. And Betty's like, "What?" What? And I'm like, "No, really, Betty." And I'm like, Betty, where's your sense of adventure, Betty? How many weeks have you been doing Pilates with a yearning for something more? But the idea that there's something, you know, the, there used to be a world outside of Shady Brylarks. There was a whole world of danger. And you never, you know, you sat behind a computer screen for a lot of time and you always talked about getting out into the field. And this is your chance, Betty. You have the chance of being the action hero you always knew you could be. And that I have been for several adventures now. Be a hero with me, buddy. And I, like, say all this in a rush as we... I'm basically just dragging her to the room. No, you you should do a leadership check. Okay. Is that one of those things I'm weirdly good at and I shouldn't be? Um, and for saying all that, I think you get to roll three yellows instead of two yellows and a green. And I want to make it two purples and a black because Betty did just get shot at. And those theories about elite underground clone troopers uh, seem to be founded in reality at this point. Uh, it was three yellows, a black, and what? Uh, two purples. Two purples. She says, yeah, I got your back. <laughs> yeah. Mark, admit uh, how good my It's a uh, four success, three threat. I know. Well, it's a very threatening situation, but I obviously am succeeding at it. You get to that catwalk landing above this big open space with the secure room on either side. What is it with you and catwalks? I have such PS... Wait, PS. PTSD from catwalks by this point. I avoid them whenever possible. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. You're on one right now, and across the catwalk, you see that the other lift, somewhere maybe... It's across this big space and uh, 30, 40 feet behind you, um, it opens up and those two cloaked figures pop out of it. Well, it's my turn now, right? You can do whatever. We're out of uh, we're out of initiative at the moment. They come out of that lift and um, start moving along their side of the catwalk. You can't quite tell if they see you or not. Oh, okay. So they didn't immediately see us. All right. So Betty and I... They're not firing, so they probably they probably didn't see you. Um, Betty and I crouch really low, and she's, you know, it's still dim. Get it? Dim. So. Yeah. And Betty's crouching along in front of me, so the bulk of my 
black turtleneck and black knit cap hide her neon stripes in her athleisure and we kind of quietly crawl along the catwalk. We catwalk along the catwalk. You stalk on the catwalk? We stalk on the catwalk until we reach the other side. You reach the place that your map indicates is a treasure zone. It is a clear door that with a push of a button will slide to the side. Are you sure I don't have to hack it? Yeah, you don't have to hack this one. This room's not as special as the one upstairs. Well, I push that button, but very theatrically, like it required a lot to hack it. You push it and the door slides open. The inside of the space is, it looks sterile. There's a lot of like stainless durasteel and along one wall, there appear to be little like glass cages. It's an operating theater. Oh man. Uh, Is there any remnant of what had been in those glass cages? There's a lot of scientific equipment around, um, including like centrifuges and microscopes. Um, you, You walk over to those glass cages and they are pretty much empty except for like looking inside them. You see the little things that come out of the wall for food and water. (laughs) <laughs> like little gerbil. Basically like little, like little gerbil, gerbil, gerbil things. And you also spot, you want to do a knowledge check to have an idea of what this lab might be for? Sure. We're gonna, let's do an average uh, knowledge education. Okay, knowledge education. Two purples against your education. Uh, are you sure we can't do <laughs> lore or underworld? No. We could have done lore upstairs. For what? Oh, dang it! For the oh, Sith you know, stuff. Oh, that didn't occur because to Because you don't believe in it. Lore? Sith stuff. Well, I still know lore. I know what pe- other people believe about Sith stuff. Afka yapped about it in my ear long enough. Okay, fine. One yellow and three green. And two purple. I'm blowing on the dice. Apparently that works. That works, man. This is a gene splicing lab. I knew it. You could tell right away. Advantage ideas for your two advantages? There's a computer terminal mm-hmm. okay. set up in there. And it's it's not on, but it's like operational. You see the emergency power is connected to it. Yeah. There's a little light on it. Yeah, sure. Apparently emergency power connects everything on the ship right now. Except the overhead yep. lights. The things that drain the least amount of and power. And the other... Um, what else? Uh, y- your camera, your microphone kind of went out again when you were describing what else is in the room. Lab equipment, microscopes, centrifuges, clean, clean tables, but um, stuff for mixing and dividing. And I knew old Skazborg came from somewhere. Okay, so my advantage is there's a computer terminal there, and the other advantage is that uh, us going in there has not been detected by the dims. Okay. Yeah, they didn't see you yeah. go in here. So I station Betty mm-hmm. by the door. Um, it's not I station Betty at the door, and it's not open. The door is clear. Well, I, I said that right in the beginning. What? Yeah, but she's hiding around the side of it. Yeah. What is the door made of? Transparent steel. Is it? So that's strong? Yeah. Okay. So it's closed in case we need a blast shield, but she can open it pretty easily if she needs to. And I'm over at the computer terminal, working my magic. 
All right, you want to do a computer's check? What are you looking for? Uh, records of what they've been up to in this crazy room, and... What kind of dinosaurs they've been cooking up in that lab? Well, you know, I have strong suspicions, but one always needs to confirm with fact. All right, do it the same with this computer's check. You tell me how many purple dice you want to roll, and you'll get a different amount of knowledge based on how many you roll. I guess I'll try three again. Three successes and one threat. I'm on a I'm on a roll. A dice roll. So with three, with a hard check, you get that list of animals. Since this one it was, it's all cages for animals here, and you sort of you find references to things that they combined and things that didn't work. And there are a lot of things that didn't work, and you i kind of want to say that they're they they weren't really successful like they had a lot a lot of failed experiments and the closest one to working would have created this incredibly like deadly airborne toxin but it just didn't pan out yeah Good. This is not a time for more airborne toxins. So yeah, a lot of failed science happened here. A lot of failed science happened here. Stuff that might be useful to for to future researchers, but it whatever they were doing did not work out. Ugh. Well, I um load this information onto a data pad, and if I can't load it, then I take screenshots. I think with three successes, you loaded it with one threat. I think your data pad's full. Like how full? After I've loaded these or before? Yeah, after you load them, you can't fit anything else on this thing. And you know I don't upload anything to the cloud. No. No, there is no cloud. Not secure. You can't trust the weather. No, you can't trust the weather. Whether the weather is against us. And Betty says we should get out of here. Okay, so that's a lot of information. So I'm just telling you right now that much information to be taking out my data pad it better be good because this is star wars universe and that data pad has so many gigabytes on it for storage although does it though because it's the 70s yeah but it's the 70s in a galaxy far far away it's true i mean they have janky spaceships but they have spaceships i feel like they've figured out the whole data thing by now okay probably let's just say that i've got a lot of selfies of me and snooper on there in the highest quality. And also refuse to upload them to any sort of cloud. Yeah. And because I don't know totally how to work the camera function, I keep taking those live photos. Which those like live holo photos. around for yeah. half a second. And so that takes up more memory. Yeah. You take the 3D holo photos instead so. of the 2D holo photos. Yeah. And I, you know, I could like clear some room, but then I would have to delete a selfie and that's just not happening. All right. So. The data pad is now full. Betty says, we gotta, we gotta hurry. I think I see him outside. All right. I safely tuck away my data pad and kind of join her at the doorway with my stun, my, um, stun blaster. They went into the lab opposite. The other, uh, one you said that had treasure. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to be the same as ours, but... Maybe we can sneak up on them. Do you really want to go sneak up on them? We've still got like five minutes until the third one wakes up. 
And he's not going to know where we all are, so I don't have to worry about him catching up just yet. They're dims. I, I feel like I have a little bit of a grudge against dims. Because they suck and I hate them and they almost made a blood sacrifice of my friend. And I kind of want to know what they're doing there, too. And so, motioning Betty, who's still, like, swept up in the wave of impassioned rhetoric I unleashed earlier. And so I don't have to do it again or roll any leadership checks. She just follows along in the wake of my leadership to across the catwalk. But very sneakily, I don't know how many movements I'm taking up here. And we creep up to the doorway opposite. Uh, I think I would like a stealth check. It will be easy. It'll be one purple. Uh, stealth is one yellow, one green. And how many purples? One. It wasn't looking good in the first half, <laughs> but Carp has made a comeback in the rolls. You didn't even, you didn't even blow on these ones. I have. No, well, it's um the force of my blow from earlier has been remembered. The computer, like Betty, is now caught up in the emotion of the moment. So the two of you make your way across the catwalk. Carp sneaks to one side of the door. Betty quickly crosses to the other side. You're both on one side of this glass door. What do you want to do? First of all, we move in incredible tandem. We are like a Rorschach pattern of symmetrical, tactical movement coming up to this door. We are so in sync. And the door is... It is closed. Unless you want to flip a light side point and say it's open. What'd you say we've got left? Uh... Okay, the door's open. Okay, they left the door open for a light side flip. Because they're stupid. And what are you going to do? they're dims and dims are dim. <laughs> uh-huh. So we kind of creep up one to either side of the doorway. And my eyes are a little more bulbous so and on the side of my head, so I can, like, inch my face a little more inward. And so that just, like, the outer curve of my eyeball is seen, but not a lot of my head. I can kind of look around a corner without having to stick my whole head out. And you see one of those two dims on a mirror computer terminal to the one that you were on. And the other one mm -hmm. is looking through um, what look like glass terrariums on the wall. And some of these ones do still have plants in them. Okay. Do you like signal ben Betty? Well. You get the right one, I get the left one. Yes. With like overly elaborate hand gestures. Hand gestures that she doesn't initially understand until I just point to one and that's yeah. <laughs> We you know, we need to rehearse a little more, but we'll have it next time. We'll have it. So, um I point to one and gesture that she takes the other and she's smart so she gets it. And we both level our blasters at the same time. Yellow, yellow, green, purple. I think I should have a boost because they don't see me. Yeah, you've got time to aim. So two yellow, a green, and a blue. And a purple. And a purple. What is going on? I am killing it today. Except I'm, except I'm stunning it today. Yeah, you tell me how you, uh, the two of you stunned both of them. It was so cool. It was just out, of, like out of a hollow film. It. I'm on one knee in a, in a kind of a lunging position and Betty's standing up and looks so cool. We're like the galactic Charlie's Angels 
and we I take out the one near the terrarium and she takes out the one at the computer terminal and they're just they're beautiful shots and they they fall to the ground but kind of noiselessly because they're wearing cloaks and that sort of cushions the sound of them falling and yeah total success Betty runs up to the one at the computer and uh, kicks the gun out of his hand. Oh, we take their guns. Yeah. And she says, what do we do now? Is this computer terminal any different? Does it contain specific... Do all the terminals contain all of the results from all the lab's experiments, or are they only particular to that lab? You know what? You got animals on that other one. This one probably has plants. But no, what I'm saying is, like, is there... A networked? Yeah, they're specific okay, to the labs. specific to the labs. It was a At security least, yeah. thing. Security protocols. Sure. Well, shoot. My my data pad <laughs> is now full. Betty, do you have anything? No. Does Betty have a data pad? She's got a comlink and her blaster. All right. Well, in a spirit of great sacrifice and in a mo- moment of pure heroism... I delete a bunch of my selfies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Between the two of you, you have six advantages on those uh, shots against the dims. There could be a data pad lying around. Okay, there's a data pad lying around. Yeah. I didn't really want to delete my selfies. And Your hollow selfies. My hollow selfies. Those hollow selfies make me feel full. Betty runs over to... Did you, did you get that joke or did that just kind of fall flat? You know, because it's hollow, but it makes me full. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Betty runs over to a table and finds a, a stray data pad that was just sitting there. Maybe it belonged to one of the dims. Maybe they were looking for this information as well. <gasps> yes, yeah. it belonged to one of the dims, and there's other stuff on it. Sure. For six advantages, sure. And she cool. gets the info off this terminal and puts it on the data pad. All right, we got all this. What do we do now? I'm, like, not feeling great about leaving those plants sitting there, but I don't really know how to transport them safely, so I should just leave them there, right? Or should I take them with me? How many are there? How big are the terrariums? There, there are a lot, and they're all sort of stuck on into the wall. Oh, so I can't take them with me? No, not really. Like, there's no, like, little pop-out button? I mean, there, there might okay. be, but there are at least a dozen of them. And they're like boxes. Okay. Oh, they're large. Like a foot by a foot by a foot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they're set into the wall. I mean, if you want to get rid of them, you have something that could do the job. <gasps> I do. I don't remember what. Is there like an incinerator option on these boxes built into the wall? It's in your pocket. It's so... The incinerator in- option is in your pocket. What, my blaster pistol? Nope. Nope. My, hang on, <laughs> the amnesia strikes. Uh, oh, my thermal detonator? If you want. Okay. You don't have to use it. Why, is there anything else I can use? Not really. Well, I don't want these, because um, the dims are going to wake up eventually. And I don't want these super toxic things falling into the wrong hands, which would be any hands but mine. Maybe Betty's. <laughs> Definitely not Snoop's. So I, while Betty sort of drags the dims away from... By their hoods. By their hoods. <laughs> I, I, um, fully exposing their faces, too. We always look, I, I, we look at them just so I can recognize them for later. 
and she asked, do you want me to throw him off the catwalk or do you, uh, should I just leave him here? Betty, what? What did they teach you at, what, where did she work? The Republic Our... Security Force, RSF. Betty, we are not throwing them from the catwalk. I can't believe you just suggested that. What did they teach you at the RSF? I'm just so indignant and upset that Betty, like, puts her hands up and backs away a little bit, but she still kind of drags him to the, the corner. Well, help. She's going to drag him out of the room and I was going to say, I was going to say, a little bit. thermal detonator needs, yeah. So she, like, kind of rolls her eyes at me and drags them down out of the room to a safe distance. And I step out the doorway and kind of look about and then take the thermal detonator from my pocket. And I'm just a little bit in disbelief that some good came out of it. But I throw the de de uh, thermal detonator in there and shut the transparent steel door behind it and then run like the dickens. You run and you can feel the explosion in the catwalk. And if you had looked behind you, you would have seen that glass door just blast out with with a plume of fire. <laughs> can we, can we go now? shaking her head because she's like, put a left them in there. <laughs> Betty is like a bloodthirsty retiree, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Pilates really isn't doing it for her. We should probably right, get so out of we, here. We haul um, but Finn and Butt out. Are there any more treasure rooms on my map? There are, but they're way out of the way. All right, it's not. But, so what do we do now? Where do we go? We should probably get out of here. We have to take these things to Snoober. He'll, if anyone can figure out what these are, it would be him. He's got so many experts on his payroll. He deals in artifacts all the time. We've got to take these to Snoober. And Betty has met Snoober once or twice, and she knows a little bit of, about her tumultuous history. And she says, oh, you guys are back together? And I say, you know what? I she think says, it's pretty oh, serious. Oh, are you guys back together? Yeah. You know, it's getting pretty serious. We're like two hermit crabs in the same shell. And we kind of sneak back through the gamut of watchful droids but we're feeling really confident now because we just had a really productive night and stunned a lot of people and we kind of tiptoe back to the safety of the side street and garage where we parked betty's convertible because we did not risk that thing on the street no it was in a garage yeah one of the few... But one that I know of yeah. that doesn't have cameras. Or, no, it's got a private feed and then a feed that, like, if requested... With with the right bribe. Um, would be a looped feed. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying that it's got a second, uh -huh. a, like, a public feed that, you know, is for security and police. But um, the real feed gets burned every day. Or, like, it gets erased. Mm-hmm. You get back to her XJ2 airspeeder, hop in, and head down the levels, down to the Blacklight District. And we kind of crank up the music because we're just feeling so good, you know? We uh, we put on some... Who's that guy who's 
was that that place that burned down? That singer? Wait, music? Oh, wait, no. Dang it. Okay, Betty. So Betty tries to crank up the music. She's she's like really into this Mandalorian metal right now. (laughs) And she tries to put Black Saber on. And I said, no. Heavy metal is is the worst for this kind of thing. There's so many hidden messages. And I just like slap it off. It's it's all just noise. There can't be any hidden messages when it's just chaos. <laughs> That's how they hide the hidden messages through all the chaos. And the two of you make it to the Blacklight District. Recorded sound <laughs> is never to be trusted. Stop listening to this podcast. Has Stop he... listening to this podcast. Recorded what? sound cannot be trusted. <laughs> and you head to Snoopers. The but, you know, of course, um, uh, yeah, this podcast contains many subliminal messages. It only contains a few subliminal messages, don't worry. Okay. There's, there's only a, a um, handful of hidden messages, and they're all just in the chord progressions of the music. Yeah, it's really Mark you have to look out for, not me. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, because I never take a direct route to Snoopers, I lead Betty through a very complicated series of winding paths, even though she could probably find the way herself. She definitely could. Yeah. But you, in case we're being trailed. Yep. You fly along the busy Blacklight District streets and see the glow of Snoober's twin sons in the distance. You park the speeder uh, around the corner from Snoober's and head in. You see the Twi'lek behind the bar as usual. The, it seems like Snoober, when he knows you're coming, he turns the temperature down a little bit, but he didn't didn't know you were coming, so it's sweltering in here right now. I get out my all my oil and just kind of like slather it on. And you're wearing a turtleneck. I... <laughs> when we are waved through to Snoober, because they know me, mm-hmm. they wave me through. At the same time, I'm like... <laughs> like rolling down the neck on my turtleneck a little bit (laughs) but it comes across as very flirtatious and june is he's actually upstairs at the top of the spiral stairs down to snoobers june and he says hey didn't expect you tonight i didn't expect to be here tonight june uh snoobers actually with somebody excuse me with somebody or just with somebody he's just with somebody oh okay uh let me see if he can take you right now. Carp's like an extremely paranoid romantic partner. <laughs> he calls on his comlink. Hey, Carp's here with somebody. Uh, do you want me to send her in? Okay, okay. Tell him I've got stuff. Oh, like what kind of stuff? Like stuff. Oh, stuff. Snoover, she's mm-hmm. got stuff. Yeah, okay, I'll send her down. June knows better than to discuss business in the open. Just head on in. And you head down the spiral staircase to Snoober's cave. I'm fanning myself the whole way. And you open the door, and sitting inside with Snoober is a young woman with dark skin with a little bit of uh, purple tint to it. She's got sort of tendrils coming out of the back of her head. She's a Thalothian. And they both turn and look at you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. 
For more information on this and our other projects, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Nikki for playing on these episodes. Check out Nikki's art at nikkismiters.com. Tonight's Destiny Pool was fueled by Donate for Destiny. Thanks to AJ for the donation. To find out more about Donate for Destiny and for a link to donate, visit nightcastcreative.com destiny. If you're loving Coruscant Nights, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher and visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Coruscant Nights.